All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Bright Brains Podcast. Now, if you have been paying attention to the news, you know there's been a lot of talk about UFOs and aliens. And recently, there were alien mummies that were supposedly found in the Nazca Desert in Peru. This has shocked and baffled the world. My guest today is Joseph Maxlin, and he has some interesting theories about the origins of these aliens. Welcome to the show, Joseph. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be interested in this topic. Yeah, so I'm more or less somebody who just reads a lot. There isn't really a whole lot about me other than that. Uh, I dabble mm. in quite a lot of sciences. I play around with, uh, I think it's called Farkas. It, it, it's basically crude medicine using uh, plant-based compounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a lot of different disciplines regarding chemistry, physics, XYZ. Um, I dabbled in a little bit of biology, basically enough to get a decent understanding of these organisms and whatnot. Uh, aside from that, there really isn't a whole lot to me. I'm not, I don't really have any accreditation. I just happen to read a lot. And, uh, I suppose you could say I'm just better at forming connections between niche topics. Gotcha. All right, then. So have you always been interested in the UFO phenomenon? loosely it's not necessarily like a passion of mine more or less what happened was uh i was reading up on these nazca mummies i was getting involved in the uh greater interpretation of it and essentially it opened up a rabbit hole that i went down and it seems as though a lot of things that have been coming out regarding ufos and things that have came out previously regarding ufos are actually associated with these things and there's historical evidence uh suggesting that these are actual beings that have persisted throughout time for a very long time uh even before the mummies you know these things were attributed to various phenomena maybe potentially fey or even the Anunnaki, which uh, were the Mesopotamian gods, I believe. But uh, there's a lot of interesting, vague things that have sort of intersected in particular with these mummies. And that's more or less why I got involved and why it caught my eye. Gotcha. All right, then. I know when I first saw these mummies online, I just assumed that it was fake. You know, I just assumed that it was a hoax. But then all these experts have came out and said that these mummies are supposedly real. So I was like, "Wow, that's shocking. So let's let's dive into this rabbit hole. You know, you, you made a long post online on Reddit, and that's how you came to my attention. So wh- where do you want to begin with talking about this topic? I'll let you lead the way. I suppose we can start with the findings so the mummies themselves were a series of findings from a group of tomb raiders in 
Nazca, Peru, and what these mm-hmm. Tomb Raiders were doing is more or less they were participating in the mummy trade that's pretty notorious in that area, and they were looking for artifacts and gold to sell. Now, these particular raiders, they uncovered a tomb which housed, as we now know, alien bodies and artifacts associated with them. And I don't really prefer the term alien. Uh, It seems like these beings have been here for longer than us, so I'm just going to refer to them as non-human intelligence. All right. Uh, So the non-human intelligence that we found was more or less small ant-like creatures, which had been known to have existed in that area for a long time. In fact, uh, a lot of the natives there have said that these ant-like creatures will pull your spirit below the ground. And, you know, that definitely caught my attention when I ended up hearing of that. It sounds like they're very similar to the Hopi Indian uh, ant people. Uh especially with the spiritual aspect of it. And it's very intriguing to know that uh, there is another Reddit account that claims that they... It's called... The actual Reddit account is called, like, Alien Who Found Reddit. And they make the comment i believe in there that they live 55 kilometers under the mantle and they call themselves the zarvians so Mm. obviously obviously because it's like a reddit account it can't really like be commendable but all this is hinging basically on reddit theories anyway so it really doesn't matter at the end of it but gotcha so in your post, you were saying that you think these things live below ground. And then you have mentioned something, uh, some kind of element called ring wood. I Yeah. Can you delve into that? So these particular beings are capable of living in a material called ring wood. Which is where they also happen to live in the mantle. Now, ring woodite is a material which contains water ions that are negatively charged. I think they call them hydroxyl. So, these hydroxyl ions aren't necessarily water. They're sort of like a... You know what ions are, right? Yeah, yeah, vaguely. It's been a while since my high school chemistry class, but... I think I have an idea. It's more, I I believe they're uh, HO uh, negative ions. So Mm -hmm. these ions essentially pervade that particular material. And it's in quite a large quantity down in the mantle, almost two to three times the oceans of the earth is how much water we're talking about. You said three times the ocean? Two to three times of like Earth's oceans. That's how much water is in the mantle. So, uh, a lot of people have been skeptical regarding whether or not life would be able to live within this material. Uh, NASA's attempted to do research regarding whether or not the 
anything could live within Ringwoodite, and they are still looking, I believe. Uh, I remember reading a news article about that. Uh, the issue is, is somebody made a really good counter-argument that even if it, it's still like a solid structure, so no, nothing should really be able to live in that. But I did a little bit more digging, and it turns out that Ringwoodite goes through something called dehydration melting when it hits a particular hot spot in the mantle. And what happens with this is essentially the mantle within this particular region is hot enough to melt the water out of the stone to where it becomes liquid water and whatever stony byproduct, which would probably be a handful of minerals, you know, other silicates that would uh, come out of ringwoodite. Gotcha. So, so there is a case that it could be liquid water down there that they're living in instead of ringwoodite. But either way, the water is definitely involved with this. Gotcha. So are these things, are they amphibious? Are they able to also breathe air and come above ground or... It's hard to say. I Because I'm not a biologist and because I haven't necessarily been able to look at any live organisms, I'm sure the U.S. government knows a whole lot more about it, especially with mm-hmm. David Grush saying that we have uh, biologics. But it's either they live in the ringwoodite and exist in that state, or they... Well, I mean, obviously ringwoodite living in it would be an interesting thing because it's not necessarily like water. It'd be sort of like a solid block of water in a way. Mm -hmm. Imagine being able to walk through a cube of water that's not solid, but it's still liquid, but it has the rigidity of a solid. Gotcha. I see what you mean. Think the gelatin that you can move through. I gotcha. Yeah. So So are these... I may cut you off, but are these are these are these non-human entities? Are they responsible for the UFOs that people have been seeing throughout time? Yeah, are, yeah. yeah. But so there's much- another interesting aspect to it is that apparently people say that there's other entities that have interacted with us before, and I believe them because going back to the Tomb Raider situation. Uh, these Tomb Raiders have actually recorded various species of moving alien or non-human entities. Uh, one of them was a gray, and another one was a mantid. Hmm. So they actually have video of these. Yeah, it, it looks choppy. Uh, there's not like a whole... I, I would view it with skepticism, but I leaning towards believing it strictly because the artifacts that were found in that video have been in possession by the same group of people or relative associates to the group of people who found the mummies so Mm -hmm. uh they mapped out that cave and they have pictures of the artifacts that were mapped out in that cave and on the video they have artifacts in there which were found in that cave it, it all links up it's it, it's like it's not really 
you, you can't make the statement that these things aren't real if, you know, you have things that were found in there that are real, right? You know what I mean? Mm, like, these mummies yeah. were found alongside the living organisms. I gotcha. Um, which is so why I'm kind of leaning towards uh, believing them. So, uh, my thing is this. If they're living underground inside of this solid water, how are they able to build these uh, flying contraptions, these UFOs? Because I imagine you would have to be pretty advanced. You would have to have an advanced society, even more advanced than us. So how are they actually building these crafts? Well, uh, here are the things that I know. They were built down to spec, so there are specifications to them, down to the atomic level. So that means that they've got some sort of way to actually manipulate matter in a form where it is precise, and it's controlled by, well, essentially, they can engineer things that we can't, which is very mm -hmm. obvious. I mean, come on. But they have such, like, it's not really a matter of, like, engineering. It's like, engineering isn't like a night and day sort of thing like they've got capabilities that we can't even think of doing because the fact that they're just able to i, I would imagine it's like dragging and dropping atoms is what they're doing mm. because people who have allegedly came out and looked at these things say they're arranged in a way where it's like they were built from atoms you know like the atomic level is what they were engineered to so we're talking subatomic engineering. So right. they so they are very uh, advanced. Now, what was your original question again? Let me. Uh... Uh, my question is like, how are they doing this? Because I'd imagine they have to have a pretty advanced society. You know, if they're living inside of this solid water, you well, know, how are they? It... Here's the interesting thing is. There is another facet to science, which is hardly ever, in terms of actual development, we're lacking, and that's consciousness. You know, consciousness mm -hmm. is a big key to it, I believe. Mostly because uh, you've heard of key, right? Uh, yeah. Chinese form of, yeah. That's a pretty popular energy manipulation thing that's, been well known they use it in china to heal people they use it to perform tricks like lighting things on fire with your hands or maybe uh giving electric shocks to people through your skin through touch you know there was a documentary that was had years ago by a team on a particular monk who was able to do these unique feats he was able to send a toothpick well not a toothpick a uh, chopstick through a one inch thick wooden table using mm. just his hand and he ended up essentially stopping the documentary because he drew blood and he made a promise to his master not to do that while it could be fake uh and you could hold it with a lot of skepticism but they said that they had scientists there who were observing it and weren't actually able to determine what the hell was going on it also ties in with a lot of the CIA stuff with remote viewing. You know, it, it's basically all reality and it's just very covered up because not many people want to get out that sort of thing. It's it, it's a national security concern and it's like 
imagine having a bunch of superhumans that were normal people, you know? We mm-hmm. like to associate superhumans with uh, honor and dignity, but in reality, we'd be running a society with a shit ton of homelanders if you've ever seen the boys, you know? like Yeah. We're not prepared for this sort of thing, so that's why it's probably kept on the down low. Do you think these entities, do you think they mean they have ill will towards humans? No. No? Uh, So the Reddit account that I was talking about where it's called Aliens Who Found Reddit, they claim to be the things that are down in the Earth, the Nazca mummies. So I'm just going to refer to them as Zarvians because they're technically gray aliens, but they call themselves the Zarvians is -hmm. what they're alleged to be. So... These Zarvians, they rely on humans for their genetic material, is what they claim. And they say that because they are a species that clones themselves due to the inability to actually make children sexually, Mm -hmm. they require human DNA to actually alter themselves, more or less because they have similar genetics to us in a way that kind of benefits them. So we're, we're kind of a symbiotic uh, group of species, not really more or less like a hateful thing. I'd say it's abductions and the genetic things. Those are more or less just like the way of sustaining themselves. Obviously there's probably other groups at play that, you know, don't particularly like us. Uh, it's alleged by that I don't it's Tom but I don't know his last name he's the Blink-182 singer oh Tom Tom DeLonge or something like that yeah DeLonge I don't I just yeah. don't really want to feel about uh, butchering his last name Um, he's alleged to have said that well I mean he has said on the record there are two species that we know of. One is very human-like, and the other one are our typical greys. Uh, it's interesting because a lot of people tend to claim the greys have bad intentions, but it seems to me like the greys have been existing on Earth longer than humans have been existing on Earth. So there's no bad intentions there. I mean, if they wanted us gone... Uh, they just kill us and it's not like they're enslaving us because i mean come on they they can basically do anything if they're yeah. able to engineer down to the atomic level mm-hmm. uh an- another like interesting story from like 4chan is that there's a sort of construction facility that engineers these uaps and it has been for a couple hundred years now mm-hmm. and this construction facility is capable of just vaporizing matter, just straight up. Like, we're talking, you exist for one minute, and you're completely gone. Like, you're, it's not melting, it's not burning, it's straight up vaporization. Like, you're splitting the atoms down, and you're just blowing up the atom essentially you just cease to exist at that point that's the type of technology we're facing oh wow so my thing is this 
uh, if they don't mean us any harm, why not they just show themselves to us and say, hey, let's live together in harmony? Well, when you think about it from the perspective of an advanced civilization, would imagine meeting a tribe, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, we got you. Yeah, we're cool. Yeah, okay. You want to live with us? Yeah. No, what do you have to offer? Wait, you're just a bunch of angry warlording species and you're still fighting over land? Nah, I'm good. Really, when you think about it, human beings are probably the most uncivilized species so far. I mean, like, obviously there's, like, a lot of different, like, intricacies into it, but we still haven't gotten part past the part where, like, we're still concerned about race, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. We haven't yeah, really found peace within ourselves to actually go out and find peace within other civilizations who look so much different from us. Gotcha. So they just want to live here and just kind of just do their own thing. Yeah, that's the theory. Um, so they do rely upon us for their own survival, and they also live on this planet. So, eventually, we'd have to find a way to work together, which is why that number 2027 is pretty important, is because there's an alleged treaty between several of the world's nations, and specifically America, with these non-human intelligence. And, essentially, it's just saying, like, hey, you know, we're not going to screw around with each other, but, you know, if something happens and something happens, uh, prior to that. But, really, there's nothing to be concerned, I'd say. It's it's all well, just... what about the abductions and uh, cattle mutilations? What What's going on there with the abductions? You said they use our DNA to reproduce does that process harm the humans at all or most of the time i'd imagine it's it wouldn't make sense to really have much harm for it i'd say Mm -hmm. that they're still intelligent beings so i wouldn't doubt it if they were doing something terrifyingly nefarious but it's not like they're calling for the extinction of an entire species type of stuff you know occasionally they might turn us into like uh test subjects and whatnot but from my understanding, based upon what I've read a lot about these things, is that they view themselves as more of like a hive mind as opposed to a group of individuals. So they've kind of like are given their place in society, but they, they're still able to make their own choices with their own desires and whatnot. It's That's more or less the idea that uh, these... It, they have an objective, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily like harmless, harmless or harmful to us. I'd say it's more or less like a neutral thing because they don't they know that humanity sees themselves as individuals, but they probably go, well, I mean, shit, why would we care? You know, it's it's not going to harm the greater populace. It's the same thing we do with cats and dogs and cattle and X, Y, Z. You know, we, we keep fucking lions and zoos and stuff we experiment on apes all the time you know apes are capable of doing a lot of stuff 
especially when chimpanzees are using like spears and weapons in there. You know, like we're we're doing the exact same thing to other animals that aliens have been doing to us. I mean, sure, it's a tragedy if someone were to, you know, accidentally get killed or something. I highly doubt they're just malicious like that. But even then, mm-hmm. they probably don't see it as like a huge deal. And I don't really either because. It goes back to more or less the consciousness aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how versed are you in your understanding of spiritualism? You know, I, I believe in God, if that's what you're asking. Life after death? Well, how much do you know about it? Not much. What, what do you know about it? All right. So I have messed around with a decent amount of hallucinogens. I know... Particularly, my hallucinogen specialty is salvia divinorum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a pretty wild uh, break for there a while there in like 2008 when it had all the publicity and stuff for uh, negative reactions because these kids were going out and uh, buying salvia divinorum, which is the world's most potent uh, hallucinogen, and. This substance was being marketed as weed because it's a plant-based hallucinogen. Not very similar to weed at all. In fact, it's more like... uh... Shit, there isn't anything like it. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't recommend recommend doing it. It's not like it's a fun thing. It's definitely like an eye-opener, though. Yeah. Um, It taught me some things. Uh, One thing that I know for certain is that there is a soul and there is an ego. Those are two things that people don't really realize is that it's mind, body, ego. Mm -hmm. And your soul is kind of like a part of that ego, but it's sort of held back in a way, especially because we're living in a materialistic society where you won't really see this in like Indian or especially like, native or indigenous tribes mm-hmm. you don't really see this sort of thing it's a lot more spiritual and they're a lot more connected with the actual earth and whatnot but particularly in the western society we have an ego and that sort of like blocks out a lot of our own spiritual connections so if you were to pray really hard you would eventually have an ego death, which is essentially your awakening to. It would sim- be similar to like a meditative ego death or a mushroom ego death. It's all the same thing, in a sense, essentially. You're just forgetting about who you are in the physical realm in an aspect, but mm-hmm. it's more like you're just completely losing who you are as a person what defines you as an individual in that moment now it gets particularly interesting because the next step above that is essentially just figuring out who you are as a person but without society you know like what defines you as an individual what makes you you what do you like what do you do you know a lot of people think they have that figured out but they don't actually 
So, you know, they'll be like, well, I like, uh, I like Dr. Pepper, but do you like Dr. Pepper? Do you only drink Dr. Pepper because it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily a thing of like, uh, do you like it because you actually like it? Or is this because you're addicted to it? Or is it because you like, what's your reasoning behind it? And not a lot of people do know that, but when you step out of your ego and you would analyze yourself from this perspective, you begin to realize that a large amount of what you believe about yourself is not true. And that's Hmm. essentially where that my adventure began as an individual regarding all of this. And it's funny because as a kid, I had brief moments in my life where I was actually capable of psychic phenomena which oh, is, really? it sounds goofy. Yeah, it sounds goofy as hell saying it, but I mean, like. What kind I, of. Uh... I, so, more like poltergeist activity. You know, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd walk around, like, people would brush this off. They'd be like, oh my God, what? But I would walk, like, past picture frames and they'd fall off the wall. Mm. And, and it, it wouldn't be like, you know, oh my God you just knocked it over with the wind or something. It was like, holy shit, that hit the ground with so much force, you must have, like, threw it type of shit. Like, I've been yelled at walking past stuff that just falls over. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that used to be a regular frequency, uh, frequent thing. One time I had, like, a 20-pound subwoofer get thrown six feet across my room and down the stairs. Mm. Yeah. Uh, one time I was playing Gary's Mod as a 12-year-old kid, and I was able to guess this girl's uh, first name, last name, room color, the fact that her tank top strap was off her shoulder, you know, the color of her shirt. Like, I freaked her out bad enough to the point where, like, uh, server staff had to get involved, and they were like, dude, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, dude, I don't know. I just guessed. I'm sorry. But, oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's so- what remote... That's what remote viewing is. It's where you're just able to like see into things that, but it's weird because I didn't really see it. It was more like cognition mm-hmm. in a way where well, clairvoyance where it just pops into your head. So let's tie this back to the aliens. Are you saying that the the non-human entities are more spiritual than us? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. No, um, yeah. yeah, they're they're capable of doing stuff with their mind that we aren't. Just, just because we basically uh, around too much with our uh, focusing and whatnot. You know, when you think back to all these ancient civilizations, right? I'm going to use the mm. Mayans. You know how the Mayans worked up and they just murdered people for fun? Mm. All those sacrifices? When you take yeah. it from the perspective of, like, a group of people that have already known that there's life after death, Right? And yeah. you're a thriving civilization. Maybe you might just go ahead and say, you know what? We're bored as fuck. We're going to go play basketball and we're going to be playing with a boulder, right? And you're going to have mm-hmm. to kick that boulder in the air. But if you lose, we're going to behead you. And you might be like, why would anybody ever want to play that game? And, and it's very clear that it's like a lose-lose situation. Like, either if you're going to you're, you're gonna lose and you're going to have, like, mm-hmm. beat, beat, beat the fuck up. 
and then you're going to get killed or you're going to win and you're still going to have like broken ankles. But it it's just when you look at it from the perspective that these individuals had some sort of knowledge of like life after death, it, it seems fine because you're just like, I mean, shit, if I were bored 24 seven and I can reincarnate as anything I ever wanted to be. I don't know. I'll go be a bird after I lose this basketball game. You know, like it's. So you're saying that the ancient Mayans, they, they knew about life after death and that's why they committed so much sacrifice. I mean, probably it makes sense. Ancient Egypt, the ancient Egyptians had their shit together and so didn't the Incas, obviously. I, especially with their large architectural structures. I know that the uh, Mm -hmm. pyramids weren't actually really built by the Egyptians. I think they were before, but they had some modifications done to them. But yeah, how do you think the pyramids were built? How do I think they were built? Yeah, do Uh, you think that like this spiritual uh, had something to do with that or? Yeah, yeah, no, um, 100%. Uh, there's been studies done. Okay, so we're going to take a, how do I? Uh, you know what the studies are for uh, Verdaic, I don't know, Hinduism. They've got a particular set of things that you can have as a result of meditation that you can do. Bilocation, teleportation, levitation, walking on water, and manipulating nature. Now, what are all those things similar to? Some of the things that Jesus Christ was able to do. So, I'm willing to bet you that these ancient civilizations were able to somehow manipulate matter with their mind, and it made it so much easier to actually just build all that. So... That's where the construction of the pyramids come in, especially because these ancient civilizations had some knowledge of particular frequencies within these rooms because they got them down directly to like the decimal place. So like they'll have like 433 hertz 0.7. Well, I mean, 433.7 hertz for a particular room frequency. Like that's a noise that it generates. So what was the purpose of that, though? Like the purpose of the frequency? It's hard to say. Uh, a lot of there's a lot of like that that it it gets difficult because like as soon as we get into pseudoscience territory, which is essentially where all this really does go, is pseudoscience territory. Uh, certain frequencies are said to have healing powers or are capable of doing particular feats. Uh, it's interesting. I don't really know a whole hell of a lot about it. I looked into it a little bit, and it makes a little bit of sense. Especially when you uh, think about wave particle theory, because it was said that all particles act as waves. So if you have a frequency of a particular object, and you were to resonate with another frequency... I'd say essentially you could probably do something with a particular uh, substance if you were able to match its frequency. I don't know. That's just pure skepticism on my part. But uh, it it could have either been like a healing chamber or maybe like a 
chemical. Thing. I gotcha. I don't know if it was yeah. like alchemy or chemistry or what, but it seems uh, as though these guys had almost nothing to do. <laughs> so they just went around and built massive fucking structures with their mind. And as soon as they started realizing, oh, hey, we can use our mind to think through problems and we can make stuff with our hands using our mind. That's essentially when we stopped using our brain to manipulate things. But honestly, I mean, it would seem like it would be easier to use your mind to manipulate matter than to use your hands, you know, so. Well, you got to think about it too from a uh, historical perspective because you have a lot of people who aren't necessarily able to read or write but they Mm -hmm. are able to speak so they pass this stuff down verbally through the generations and as we all know you know it's almost like uh white colonial settlers have a good habit of massacring everybody who isn't a white colonial settler. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all these traditions probably like ended up dying out very quickly. Yeah. I know. I think like the ancient Mayans, the Catholic church, they like burned a lot of their like texts and like codices and their tablets and things like that. So anything we did, anything they did know was lost to time. And then also uh, the Library of Alexandria. Like, imagine being the Vatican Church. Well, I mean, the Catholic Church. And you come across this ancient civilization who is suddenly able to leave their body and essentially explore the Earth and do whatever they want to do. They can manipulate matter. They can... Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say fly. Eh, maybe levitation could be flying. Walk on water, X, Y, Z. You know, they could. It, you think of it, they can do it, right? And then you suddenly realize this disproves the existence of God, and you're like, hmm. Well, I guess we can't leave these people alive because it'll just kind of hurt our cause. Yeah, I see what you mean. So they, uh, they. Uh... The Catholic Church, the the, the settlers, uh, the colonialists, they they destroyed this information in order to convert the natives to Christianity. Is what you're saying? Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, that's that's usually what's done, especially in missionary cases. But it's it's an interesting thing because Christian mysticism also speaks of the same like nice. Like it's not it's no coincidence that Jesus was able to do the exact same things that these people were doing. It's just Jesus was a Christian mystic as opposed to a uh indigenous native. Yeah, indigenous yeah, mystic. Know. So yeah. hmm. Christianity yeah, Christianity definitely has its like uses and I do agree with a lot of the principles. I just feel like it's bastardized by modern religion. Yeah. I think a lot of uh, the way modern society, the way we look at things is a distortion or uh, a mistruth of what its original intent was. And I think maybe the government and also organized religions, they kind of 
uh, cover this stuff up. You know, they don't want us to know the truth about what we could do with our minds if we focused, you know, because if we could manipulate matter with our minds, then, you know, we wouldn't have to work. We wouldn't have to buy into this capitalist system that we live in, you know. So I definitely see where you're coming from. Let me ask you this. So these entities, they're known for sort of messing with nuclear missile silos. You know, like they they seem to have this aversion to nuclear technology. In fact, they say that the first time that modern society became aware of these uh, entities was during World War II, during the Hiroshima bombing. So what do you think of that? Like, do they have a fear of nuclear technology? Is nuclear technology, does it do something to them? So I've made this statement before that, so first of all, we could cover the way radiation works, especially nuclear radiation. Mm -hmm. So when you're exposed to nuclear radiation, it damages your DNA in a way that it causes mutations or death. It's one or the two. So, if you are a biologically engineered organism, right down to the nucleotide, which is basically the smallest portion of DNA that you can have, and those nucleotides and their combination determine what proteins or what attributes you have as an organism, right? Mm -hmm. So, imagine you had 100% of your genome your DNA used for a particular subset of features, right? Let's say mm-hmm. you wanted to be three feet tall. Maybe you wanted a certain thing. You know, you, you got your entire book outlined. You got your pages filled. And then all of a sudden you get hit with a blast of radiation. And some of those letters in your genome, your DNA, is it's starting to change. And it's not looking the exact same way it was when you made it. So because these things don't really have the same junk DNA that we do where you can basically just kind of get hit with whatever. And, you know, there's a pretty good odd that well, pretty good chance you'll still survive it, but these things don't have that, you know, if they get hit with like any type of DNA changing affliction, then they're fucked because it it just completely ruins. Like it's kind of like computer code, you know, if you put something in the middle of it, it's just going to screw it all up. So I got you. Yeah. I see what I, you mean. I'd imagine that's probably why they don't necessarily like nuclear radiation too much and why they're affected by it. Uh, one of the Reddit posters and Tom uh, corroborated to the fact that they are affected heavily by nuclear radiation. However, I do believe that one aliens who found Reddit sub account uh, spoke mm-hmm. distinctly of the fact that uh, billions of years ago, the Zarvians were victims of nuclear war amongst their own people. And they're essentially just trying to prevent that for us. See, that's, that's interesting because I totally understand uh, the preventing of nuclear war, but I also look at our planet and how we're, destroying it with pollution, you know, chemicals, uh, climate change. And I wonder if they're living here, why don't they step in and do something about that? You know, about the various elements that's causing harm to this planet. A lot of, uh, 
strange messages that people have alleged to have come from aliens or non-human intelligence has specifically been um, emphasizing free like free will amongst the human species mm-hmm. now, the ability for individuals to make their own choices I'd say it's probably like a big problem especially like assuming that there are intergalactic uh, policing units or civilizations or XYZ you know like there's some sort of police presence there right making sure everything mm-hmm. runs smoothly. I'm sure that these this police presence is probably so advanced to just make an entire species, you know, go bye-bye. You know, like, it, it, they'd be gone in an instant. So I'd imagine that they kind of have to respect, uh, for, like, a species' free will. as a you. Yeah, like, otherwise, you know, it's kind of like breaking international law on earth despite the fact that you know nothing really gets done there it's supposed to i got you so it's kind of like what is it in star trek they had like this this term i forget what it's called but they had like this rule the 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 prime directive or something like that where it said don't interact with the native species and so that's what you're saying they don't interact because they want us to have free will and live our lives to the way we see fit is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. All right. Damn, that makes sense. It's, it's hard to say though, because we're getting the speculation territory with that. Uh, there's mm-hmm. not really like the only people who really know who, what, when, where, and why is probably the U S government. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why Grush's statements are pretty damn important. Uh, I'm hoping that by the end of well, I mean, yeah, by the end of next year, we should probably have enough information. Uh, a lot of interesting things have uh come out in the recent times, though, and it seems like we're getting closer and closer to disclosure. The most interesting thing that's caught my eye and that's got me really hoping with fingers crossed is Baba Vanga. Do you know who that is? I don't. Baba Vanga was a mystic who was regarded as pretty accurate with her predictions, and she passed away, I believe, sometime in the 90s, or relatively close to it. But one of her predictions is that in 2024, we are supposed to meet aliens, and they're supposed to bring peace. Mm. Now... It's interesting because if you've been paying attention, there's been an increase in UAP activity. Yeah, there has been. And it seems to me like the Close Encounters 5 meditation ritual does work. Um, So I'm willing to bet you that maybe this non-human intelligence is starting to get really aware of the situation that we're in more or less that Mm -hmm. we're being kept in the dark and that an overwhelmingly large amount of the world is essentially being gate kept from peace by a select few um groups and it appears to me that based upon Tom 
Tom's statements and mostly Tom's statements, though. We are in an interspecies war, not necessarily with the Zarvians who live underground, but uh, with another group of non-human intelligence that looks somewhat like humans. Hmm. That's interesting, man. That's definitely something to marinate on. I want to back up a bit. You said something about the meditation five. Yeah, or something. It's, uh, yeah. Close encounters five. Yeah, what is that? Uh people say it's just more or less I I don't know. I haven't really been able to find too much uh information regarding it, but from my general understanding, it is essentially just a meditation or guided meditation that you perform and you sort of invite or you search kind of do you think to yourself you give off the impression you sort of just let it known to the world that you want to meet something and you're looking for a meeting with a uh, extraterrestrial and most of the time people do end up coming across these uh, they will find an unidentified flying object or UAP. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting, man. Yeah. That's it's, wild. It's definitely an interesting thing. I've, I don't think I've personally done it, but I have seen something similar where I've asked essentially, where I just kind of let it be known that I want to see something. And I had a flash at my window, and I walked outside, and I saw a... It, it looked like red and blue lights on a particular thing that was just floating up in the sky. Now, hmm. I, I'm still skeptical, because I don't necessarily know if... It, it didn't look like a police helicopter, because it was far away, and it wasn't moving. Yeah. And usually with police helicopters, you, you see them going in a linear direction. You'd be able to tell that, you know something's changing but it's not necessarily like it was moving at all it was just floating up in this uh particular location so i don't necessarily know what to think of it it's not really clear enough to me to really make a decision to say yeah um i saw a ufo or whatnot but i it, it was definitely unique that's all i could say gotcha. hmm. yeah man it's definitely um this whole phenomenon is so fascinating so you say you think disclosure is about to happen? Why would they disclose now? You know, because like we were saying earlier, they kind of want to keep us in the dark to maintain the current structure of the society. So if they disclose in 2024, why why now? Well, it, it, it's very it, it's hard to say. So yeah. if you were seeing these sightings and you were a government organization and you're going holy shit this is becoming more common and people are taking notice of it okay uh people are gonna start asking for answers and it's kind of hard to hide this stuff nowadays maybe we should just kind of lay it all out so we can jump the gun and take control mm -hmm. of the situation because if the government just did absolutely nothing. People would start losing their shit. Yeah. So, in order for people to not lose their shit, the government has to do something. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, I do think that in the coming years, the government is going to start disclosing something. 
if not saying aliens exist, they might just say we have technology that came from a non-human uh, intelligence, but we don't know where this uh, non-human intelligence is. They might try and say they found a spaceship from, uh, you know, buried long ago from ancient times, and they don't. They know humans didn't build it, but they've been reversing engineering it. I think they might go that route. I think that they might hold off on saying that you know aliens actually exist because you know i think they kind of want to ease us into it first you know but that's just my my thought yeah we, we've been talking for about 45 minutes now uh, let me let's go ahead and just wrap it up what uh is there anything that we didn't touch on that you think that you want to touch on in regards to this whole phenomenon yeah so Regarding the Nazca mummies, we actually do have living biological evidence that we've found, specifically from Siberia, uh, of these um, species, Zarbians. Yeah, Yeah, uh, one of them was in the news. It was called the... If you remember years ago, it was like the chicken and bread alien that was rumored that had been made you know it was like what covered up as a hoax by like the russians it happened years ago in like 2011 yeah so turns out that a particular specimen very likely is a real biological organism uh there's no doubt in my mind that's real and it was covered up by the government specifically because of the fact that you know, if they were to confirm that it was a real, you got to put yourself in the government shoes when you uh, think about this stuff. If you were just to reveal mm-hmm. the existence of aliens, you basically change history overnight. Yeah, it's it's not it's not something that you can do like in a day. Even though people exactly. want the bandaid ripped off, it would cause massive fucking hysteria. So yeah. they denied it in 2011. Uh, they found the body. I can actually give you the link to Dan if you would like. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. If you just post it in the little Reddit chat, that'd be cool. But yeah, it's it's we're definitely about to find out something pretty soon. You know, it feels like World War Three is about to begin, you know, with all the conflict around the world. And, you know, one thing about war is like, you know, during World War One, you know, we had advances in technology like uh, poison gas and machine guns. World War Two, of course, gave us the atomic bomb. And I think that if World War Three were to break out, we might have weapons that are have been reverse engineered from this non-human technology. And I think that maybe that's why disclosure is about to happen because they want us to get used to that fact so that when we see these weapons on the news, like we'll already know where they where we got them from. But that's just my kind of theory. Um, so that being said, before we go, man, is there anything you uh, have to promote? Do you have like a podcast or anything like that or any kind of website or anything? Nah, not yet. Uh, not I'm more yet. or less just some guy who like 
does his thing more or less for fun. Shits and giggles, you know. Gotcha. Hey, well, this has been a great talk, man. I really appreciate it. You take care, man. Yeah, you too. Hey, right, man. Have a nice day. You too. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but are you looking to reach a dynamic and engaged audience of curious minds? Well, look no further. Bright Brains Podcast is the perfect platform to showcase your business or product. You'll be able to reach a diverse and intelligent audience and engage with listeners passionate about personal development, technology, and more. Elevate your brand through thought-provoking discussions. Don't miss this opportunity to promote your business on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the market. Contact us today to discuss advertising options and elevate your brand to the next level. Contact us at brightbrainspod at gmail.com to secure your advertising spot on Bright Brains today. Again, that's brightbrains with a Z, pod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Now, back to the podcast. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us for another enlightening conversation here on Bright Brains. I hope you've gained valuable insights and inspiration to fuel your own bright ideas. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like and subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or however else you listen to this podcast. Also, we can be found on all major social media. Just type in Bright Brains with a Z. And remember, the brightest minds are those that never stop seeking knowledge.